1: From AccuWeather.com, this is Everything Under the Sun, our weekly podcast with stories about the weather and climate and how they interact with our everyday lives. I'm your host, meteorologist Dean DeVore. On the calendar here in 2020, August is blessed with five full weekends this year. So as we head into the middle weekend of this month, we get ready for our 11th episode in the series that helps you get ready for everything that summer has to offer. And while these summer weekends are dwindling down with young people heading back to college and with the hours that we spend in daylight here in the Northern Hemisphere getting shorter and shorter, we all want to maximize our time outdoors. So now more than ever, we rely on things like our AccuWeather app to give us the most up-to-date information so we can play. Plan whether to go to the lake or the pool for a swim or maybe we should stay home and organize our school clothes to get ready for the move next week. If you haven't seen it, the AccuWeather app has gone through an amazing update. In our first Rays of Focus segment, we'll talk to AccuWeather's Chief Product Officer and the Project Manager of the Apple and Android apps about all of the exciting new features and ways you can use the AccuWeather app to help you get through the day. Then AccuWeather meteorologist Brett Rossio will join me to commiserate about the lack of Big Ten football and other sports this coming fall. And we'll talk about the weekend, western heat, east coast storminess, and what the week ahead will bring. Friends, it's time to talk about everything under the sun. The AccuWeather app on both Apple and Android devices has become the direct way AccuWeather can communicate the weather to millions around the world in an instant. Over the last year and a half, dozens of people have worked tirelessly here at AccuWeather to upgrade the user experience and the reviews of their work that are coming in from the actual users and experts alike. Well, they're fantastic. You will love the power and the ease to get around the AccuWeather app in your hand as you navigate your way through the day. So I wanted to get the story and all these amazing upgrades and transformations from AccuWeather's Chief Product Officer, Kurt Fulop, and the Project Manager, Dallin Wardrop. You know, uh, Kurt and Dallin, I was thinking, uh, you know, I've been now with this company uh, going on 23 years. And when I got here, really people got their information about the weather in little parses and, and and it had to be divvied out. I mean, we relied on media partners like our great TV stations, radio stations, newspapers to get the accurate forecast out. Uh, and then, you know, obviously the internet revolution came along in the mid to late nineties websites. And then obviously with the iPhone and other smartphones, uh, apps became where it was at. And so now I think uh, this transition over the last 10-15 years for the way people consume weather has certainly changed the way that companies like AccuWeather and others uh, want to present it, and especially in terms of the app. So Kurt and Dallin, first of all, congratulations. Uh, This rollout over the last few weeks has been pretty amazing and some of the response has been great. Let's go back a little bit. Kurt, tell us when uh, we got involved in terms of trying to look at the app and realizing, hey, we need to do some things. We want to do some things. And how far back does that process to get to the point where we are today, where we're really almost full launch with the new app? And how long did that process take and who all was involved?
2: Absolutely, it's been a 18-month sort of cross-team across the whole company initiative to bring our apps to market. It started about mid last year. We were thinking about, it. we were looking at our iPhone and Android apps and thinking we have a great opportunity right now to turn what would be a really two-dimensional weather experience into sort of a 3D feeling. This phone that's in in your pocket. How do we communicate what is going on that's relevant to you? local to your environment that you're in and really do a better job at showcasing the weather that's outside and give you a hint and the weather that is to come. So we started redesigning our apps from the ground up. Um, so the teams involved for designers, product managers, developers, um, our whole meteorological team thinking about what is the best way that you can present weather information on a screen that's not all that large, mm-hmm. but has to feel incredibly personal to you and very local to that to where you are at that very moment. And that was really the start of the project that has led us to where we are today.
1: And Dallin, it had to be exciting to, to take on that kind of uh, situation when you have all those tools. I mean, we have amazing people who for the last 20, 25 years have known how to communicate the weather and then take that with the, uh, the user information and the feedback that we get from the people who are actually using it and all the great knowledge we have to, to be able to build with all of those tools had to be something pretty exciting to you and your team.
3: Super exciting. First of all, like you mentioned, AccuWeather has done an incredible job getting the right people in place internally. And then we also have an incredible user base Millions and millions of people rely on AccuWeather and the AccuWeather data. So being able to listen to them and talk to them, uh, we're able to get really good feedback, test the designs as we're going throughout the process and make sure everything's perfect and then build it exactly how we want it. So really, really exciting.
1: Kurt, I think you hit on a couple of points that are important. Um, It's all about context, I think, with weather. I mean, you can read words, you can see numbers, But there are times when that extra little contextual piece of information, you know, in terms of whether it's timing of the worst showers and thunderstorms, how heavy or how much rain you're going to get in a short amount of time or or the length of time that you have between showers to get a little run or a walk in. Those are the things that sometimes it's hard to sort out just by looking at words or raw numbers, but that's your challenge, right? To put it in an app and make it more more accessible to the person and, and more relatable, just not words and numbers.
2: Absolutely. That is um, front and center of our design. So when you open up the app for the first time, the first thing that you see on our main screen is minute cast. And I think that context, as you had mentioned, is probably the most important piece. So you will see minute cast of it's clear skies and no precipitation ahead, or if it's about to start over the next hour and 120 minutes when you dig in a little deeper. And I think that's the difference of why you would pick up the AccuWeather app over any other app in the market, is we not only provide our superior accurate forecast out along ahead, so you can plan for the moment today, tomorrow, next week, or even looking at the monthly view. But what's also happening right now, so you can make a decision for that very moment. You can look ahead in the immediate, short-term future of: Am I going to go for that run? Am I going to go for a walk on my lunch break? Are we going to get rained out at soccer practice? Uh, and that's why MinuteCast is one of the first data elements that you see, and we've illustrated it in a full um, one hour dial or if you could think of it like a clock face and then you can tap further to look at the next 120 minutes to see minute by minute what is going to happen rain snow other precipitation and so forth
1: and i almost call it like a dashboard it's right in your face you get that first kind of glimpse of things and then we'll talk about that as we go a little bit further into uh, this and um, we're kind of thinking of this as a kind of a companion piece to folks that are either just getting to the app uh, for the first time in their their weather life, which why would you just be getting to the AccuWeather app? But if you are, or if you've been using uh, the app and now wanting to get some changes, we'll get in a little more in depth. I guess a question that I had in this part of it, Dallin, for you was as someone that's kind of like looking at the nuts and bolts and things, You know, when you have all of this information and, and, you know, I sometimes shudder at the amount of information that AccuWeather ingests from other sources and then all the information that we generate ourselves. And then how do you how do you sort that all out? I mean, that must be an incredible task to take all that information and just make sure it's synthesized to that one particular person at that one particular time.
3: For sure. No, that's a great question. And it comes back to our amazing team. We have meteorologists that are able to provide us with the right weather information that we need to know, you know, based on the importance of that information. Some uh, warnings may be a higher priority than other warnings, uh tornado watch versus a tornado warning. So being able to work with meteorologists on how to prioritize that information has been incredibly helpful. And then on the flip side of that is talking to the end user, uh, knowing what the end user wants to see. I think that a lot of these major uh, hurricanes, tornadoes, these major weather events, blizzards, it's kind of the edge case for a lot of places. So being able to give the users what they want 90% of the time when they open the app, and then being able to really bring to light the really important information for the 10% of the time where maybe they could be potentially in a dangerous situation. So It really is just communicating with the meteorologist, understanding the product and the information that you have, and then communicating with the users and understanding their needs and what they're looking for and what they're hoping for from their weather app. And then combining those two and creating the best possible experience to keep our users safe and being able to rely on the AccuWeather data.
1: That's Dallin Wardrop. He's the product manager for the AccuWeather apps. And we're also talking with AccuWeather's chief product officer, Kurt Fulop. Get with them a little bit more to talk more in depth about this app and some of the cool features, some things that are new, some things that we've taken from uh, the app previously and felt were amazing and wanted to keep them and how we're going to keep this app growing and getting better day by day. You're listening to Everything Under the Sun from AccuWeather.com. Listen to Weather Insider every weekday for a discussion on trending weather news with me, Bernie Reno and Evan Myers. You'll get detailed insight into major weather events and learn the why behind the weather. Just subscribe to Weather Insider on your favorite podcast platforms today. Welcome back to Everything Under the Sun. From AccuWeather.com, I'm meteorologist Dean DeVore. Pleased to welcome AccuWeather's Chief Product Officer, Kurt Fulop, and our Product manager for the AccuWeather apps, Dallin Wardrop, and they're excited as we're all excited about uh, the new AccuWeather app that's been rolled out now pretty completely. Kurt, I I know it was about a two, three week, four week rollout in terms of uh, both sides, the Apple and the Android side. But I think we can safely say now uh, we're complete with the rollout phase and looking for the first uh, wave of improvements and going forward. uh, Everything going well so far in that regard?
2: Everything is going really well. So we spent the last four weeks um, making sure the app was available, not um, to absolutely anybody who is able to upgrade, but also all of our new users. And now we're in the phase of continually adding updates. So uh, users of our our app could expect every couple of weeks there will be an update, which will include new features, performance improvements, feedback that we've heard from our users, Um, And we're really excited about the new apps being a, um, do we say in product speak, a playground for adding a lot of new features and functionality. So every two weeks, you can expect some of those updates to roll.
1: Now, uh, Kurt mentioned a little bit of this in the first segment. Let's kind of dive in a little deeply. This is a brand new user experience that we really wanted to look at and design for uh, some key things about people and the way they use the app. Dallin, what are some of the things that you used to uh, kind of set the benchmarks for that new user experience.
3: Yeah, great question. So we we really wanted to tell a story. We want to be able to give people the information of how weather is affecting them right now and then allow them to easily plan for the future whether it's their weekend or they have a birthday coming up later this month. We want people to be able to easily say this is what's going on now, this is what's happening in the next few hours, and then beyond that, what's happening in the next few days? and even uh, the rest of the month. So with the redesigned navigation, we've been able to tell that story in a beautiful way. So as soon as you open the app, you have the minute-by-minute rain. So you have the current temperature is right there in your face, and then you have minute-by-minute rain for the next 60 minutes. So we start out granular, and then we go out to the next tab over at the bottom of our navigation is hourly. So then you go from minute-by-minute to hourly, And then you follow the tabs from there hourly to daily so you can plan. So that was one of the big things we wanted to do. We wanted to be able to uh, allow users to easily digest somewhat complex data, weather data can get rather complex. So we wanted to make that easy to read and easy to plan your future outings with the AccuWeather app.
1: And I think you talked about this a little bit, um, easy to navigate because when we 're looking at this, especially it seems to me the times I need the app the most i 'm starting to see a shower develop either uh, around me or i 'm one and I'm one-handed, right? I'm, I'm, i 'm one handed right i 'm having yep. the umbrella or something else in the other hand yep. you know i 'm trying to do this thing on one hand, so that 's something that we thought of too when we uh, designed this right
3: yep that 's all integrated, and in. we wanted everything to be lower so the the navigation has moved from the top, I believe as Kurt mentioned before, and now it 's at the bottom, so you can easily. Click between the different navigation bars, you can quickly get to maps. So, even getting to our mapping layers is easier than ever before, where you can easily watch the past radar and the future radar just on the go.
1: Kurt, I think one of the reasons that we thought that Minicast needed to be front and center is because of the success we've seen on our website with people really loving that feature. And it really does help. And, you know, I use that when I'm talking on 1010 Winds, you know, AccuWeather Minicast says the heaviest rain is going to hit Times Square here at about 815. And gosh, darn it, if that thing isn't just about always right. So uh, that uh, Minicast popularity really kind of lent itself to becoming front and center in the app in that initial screen.
2: Absolutely. We've heard from our users and we know that it is a it is a place that AccuWeather alone can deliver something to our audience that nobody else can. And minute by minute, so we can tell you to the point, to where you are, when that event is going to take place. And it's it's happened from, as you mentioned, if you're walking around in the street, if you're going for a run, if you're going for a walk, we really felt it was important to tell that story of the immediate moment and the moments ahead of what is going to take place. And that's why when you open the app, you'll see the minute cast front and center atop of our conditional backgrounds. So when the rain event or snow event in the winter will take place, you'll actually see the backgrounds not only evolve to the weather as well to give you that immersive experience of this is the weather you're going to go outside or you may be outside experiencing at that very moment in time.
1: Yeah, I always loved, I thought previous version of the app, one of the things that I loved the most was the sky cover designation because it was uncanny to me how good AccuWeather was at looking at what the sky cover looked like in terms of the obs, and then recreating that on my screen. And, you know, these conditional backgrounds, or if you, you know, a lot of people are like in dark or black mode now, these are some unique offerings in terms of the way everything looks. Talk to us uh, who wants to take the, the new radars? Because I think that's some of the things that we're n- really proud of. Some of these new displays, not only for uh, been very common for people to watch radar and what happened in the past, but future radar is an amazing tool to give you an idea of what the radar is going to look like 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes, an hour from now, which is why you're trying to plan in that situation.
2: Sure. I think that that's also been another area that we've heard a lot from our users is that obviously people like to look at what has happened in the past two hours. And in most radars and apps, you need to toggle between past and future. And in our new app, you have the ability with with one consistent slider to be able to start at this very moment, pull back for two hours if you want to look at the past radar loop, Or zoom forward and simulate for the next two hours, what will that rain event or precip event look like as well? And that slider and that loop, you can hit play button, and then it will play back and forth. So you can look at that whole time series, because as we know, it's not just what has happened, but anticipating what is about to happen, that's equally as important, particularly when you're on the go, seeing what you can expect and anticipating sort of that next minute, that next moment is really sort of the other side of the story that Dallin had talked about, minute cast on the homes screen and radar on our fourth screen so you can really look at that time span in a way that's very convenient particularly when you're using the app with one hand and and you're and moving your thumb around to get all the information from the screen
1: you almost feel like I am here I'm uh, in the morning when I'm on the radio I'm probably having like five six screens in front of me to uh, get as much information and and we're trying to mimic that Dallin, what are some of the things that you're proud of in terms of that initial kind of look that the folks get and uh, in terms of the way that the app operates that uh, your team has been very proud of and things that you've done here in the last uh, couple of months?
3: Yeah, I think that uh, we're super proud of the overall platform that we've built. Uh, this is the relaunch of our app, but in a, in a major way, it's reaching parity with where our old apps were. And in our old apps, we ran into the complicated issue over and over again is when we had new features that we wanted to add to the app we didn't know where to put those features and then we would add them and often they weren't getting the traction that we hoped for and the traction that would really benefit the end user because the users couldn't find them so in a big way i think one of the things i'm most excited about is this is really just the beginning of the accuweather apps we now have a platform where we can add new features in a beautiful way and in a very clear way where users will be able to notice what's new and they'll be able to use those features and we'll be able to continue bringing more uh, more and more to the end user.
1: One of the things that we're going to bring going forward, and, and we talked about it here on the podcast, is our exciting partnership with Plume Labs and, and our air quality information. Um, and especially as we continue fighting against COVID-19, air quality becomes even more and more important every day. And that is information that will be getting integrated into the app soon. Uh, do we have some timelines on that?
3: Uh, very soon. Uh, we actually are running a uh, on a really good pace with iOS and Android is currently in the works. Uh, so get in it all built out and and ready to release in the very very near future.
1: So it will be really kind of almost in the same way that we're microcasting rainfall to an hour. We're going to be able to do street level air quality and and, and be able to be that accurate. That's the kind of information that Plume gives us, and that's going to be amazing to the end user. To There's hot days and then there's hot days with terrible air quality. It can be a totally different world out there for people uh, adding that next layer of problem to something that's already bad.
2: Absolutely. And I think that that's also like part of the story of the Today screen is that there's another dimension for our um, for all of us to think about now. It may not be a decision based on, is it going to rain? If it's clear and you're going to go out for that run, maybe you want to scroll down and take a look at the current air quality and making decisions based on other elements of data that only the AccuWeather app can deliver to you in the way that we do. So I, we're very excited to get that feature launched and in your hands in the very near future.
1: Then the other thing is there's good access to to the things that you've been used to with the uh, conjunction with the folks that work with our AccuWeather network. So you have not only the raw data and the forecast on the screen in front of you, but then you have links to be able to read our great stories written by our AccuWeather.com staff and also the videos that are featured on our AccuWeather uh, network. So it's that integration that's continuing across all of our own media platforms and with help with all our media partners, it, it really does seem like the future of this is exciting and endless in terms of all the things that we can try to bring to bear to help people get through every day with the weather.
3: Yeah, totally. So like you said, we have really great content uh, at AccuWeather from podcasts like what, what you create here, as well as videos and a number of articles and other things. And we wanted to be able to create a space for that in the apps that was easily discoverable and we could really start to bring that extra context to light. Numbers and graphs alone are helpful, but hearing uh, a meteorologist speak to those graphs is, is really great. And we're reading an article that kind of dives into uh, what's going on around particular users. It's a really great opportunity to showcase some of our content. So What we have currently in the content, again, is just the beginning. This is uh, what we would call an MVP of our content offering. Uh, We have big plans for what we want to do with the content space in the app because it really does give users more context and they're able to know more about the world around them, the world of weather, also know what other things could be going on, whether it's disasters and how to help with disaster relief or how to prepare for upcoming storms. Uh, Our content really does add a tremendous value to our product offering.
1: Well, gentlemen, as I look at it right now, uh, the future is so bright on this app and we're all excited. Uh, It's really uh, been getting some rave reviews out there already. Are you actively seeking people to help you, uh, the end user, to give you feedback? Is there a program to, or is there just general comments? So what's, what's the best way the end user can feedback some of the things that they're thinking in terms of the AccuWeather app?
3: Totally. So we thrive off of the end user feedback. Uh, we, we love that. I know Kurt has made it a big mission here at, at AccuWeather to make sure we are getting back in touch with the end user in a big, big way. The best way to do it is really just in the Google Play Store or in the Apple App Store where you leave reviews. Uh, you can go ahead and leave us uh, anywhere from a one to five star review. And then the more detail that you write to us in those reviews, the more helpful we can be in either bringing you a new feature or explaining to you how a feature works that may you may not know exists. And we can kind of point you in the right direction to be able to find that feature and access that feature those are the two main ways. We're able to know what you think about the app, whether it's a, a one-star or five-star. We read every single review. Uh, we want to make sure that the voice of the user is heard. And then we also do our very, very best to respond to every single review and make sure users know that they've been heard and that we're working on particular bugs or issues that may exist in the app, but also uh, working on new features and trying to bring the most relevant up to date weather information and experiences inside apps that a user can have. So, with iOS 14 coming out, that's new offerings that Apple will be giving to the end user. And uh, we're, we're going to be on top of those things, bringing a really good experience to the end user.
1: Any other developments we can look at? Uh, I'm an Apple Watch user. Do I have some things to uh, to look forward to coming down the pike here in terms of the app and, and in that situation?
3: Yeah, we actually just refreshed uh, completely our complication suite. So we have some exciting things we want to do with complications still, but all of the complications have been completely refreshed, revamped. So they're they're more beautiful than ever. They give you more context to weather information than ever before. And the ability to customize those complications is just around the corner. And uh, we also have a new app experience on the watch. So uh, we brought the experience of the app to your watch. So you actually now have Minutecast uh, for the first time on the watch. And it's a it's a very beautiful design, and you're able to get more out of your watch than than ever before. So, uh, I'm
1: excited about that. I'll love that out on the disc golf course yep, these yep. uh, summer afternoons. Kurt, you got to be extremely proud of uh, everybody on the we team are. and and thankful for how this has gone so far, and excited about the future of the app and and how we're going to continue to improve it here at this amazing company.
2: Absolutely. Very excited. Proud of the team. When you launch an app, you're actually not at the finish line. You're simply at the starting line. So um, we've got a lot more to come. And uh, please, as Alan mentioned, we'd love to hear your feedback. And we, we build this app in a conversation with you.
1: Well, it was great to have a conversation with you two. I'd like to invite you back here. Maybe four or five weeks from now, we can kind of get back together and see where we're at with uh, things and, and what uh, new improvements we might be already realizing on the AccuWeather app. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Have a great day.
3: Thank, you, as Thank well. you Thank you. Appreciate it.
1: Yeah, friends, I'm uh, really excited about this new app. I've been uh, really testing it out. I took it camping last week in the, uh, Minicast was spot on with some heavy showers and thunderstorms that were coming in it's really easy to weatherproof your next adventure by downloading the accuweather app you can download the newly redesigned app today from the app store on ios or the google play store for the android version we are so proud of everybody's hard work and again we encourage that feedback to everybody and again thanks to kurt and Dallin. when we come back we'll talk to brett rossio fellow meteorologist, about the weather for this upcoming weekend and the week beyond this is everything under the sun from accuweather.com make accuweather daily a part of your daily routine enable the flash briefing and say alexa what's my flash briefing to access this content on google assistant all you have to say is hey google talk to accuweather daily you'll get the top trending weather story of the day every day Welcome back to Everything Under the Sun as we get ready to get into the middle weekend of August. Can you believe that we're here in the middle of August already? Well, I can believe that. It was a tough week for me. As you, many of you know that i am been working with Penn State Athletics. I'm the voice of Beaver Stadium for Penn State football. I've done that for 20 years. Uh, some of my broadcasting and announcing for some sports at Penn State, including Penn State volleyball, goes back to 30 years, Penn State lacrosse 30 years ago, volleyball uh, 27 years. So when the Big Ten and then the Pac-10, MAC, and now I guess just recently the Big East also have announced No Fall Sports, tough week for me. It's been 36 years since I've been attending and working and being part of Penn State sporting events in the fall and throughout the year, and to not have that is tough. So in this segment, we normally talk about the weather for the upcoming week Uh, weekend and the week beyond and we're going to do that and i knew someone who could commiserate with the way i'm feeling works in our department he is one of the biggest university of michigan fans that i know but i still call him my friend and his name is brett rossio so i actually thought brett would be a great person to have on here on this um Without any college sports uh, this fall, which is uh, going to be hard to take it's for Bart. heartbreaking. Yeah, it is heartbreaking for both Wolverine fans and for Nittany Lion fans. We call Brett the professor. <laughs> Brett is knows more about the, all of the intricacy, and I'm not. This is I'm not. You know, this is good nature, Brett. We we love you, but you know more <laughs> about the intricacies, which keeps us all on our toes a little bit more. Um, and I think uh, has been an amazing person to bring into AccuWeather. You don't really hear Brett. I don't know why we haven't got you to do, maybe this is your foray into to broadcasting, Brett, more, you know?
4: Yeah, I've wanted to get into it. <laughs>
1: we do hear you on New York, WCBS at times, right? And uh, he does a lot of great work for one of those people at AccuWeather. Uh, we need specialized severe weather forecasting on a certain day. He's there. Uh, today, he was briefing uh, our great uh, New York clients uh, and uh, all our other some of our other big Northeast TV clients. He's there and anything we need. Brett, it's good to have you uh, on the program here. And what we normally do is now talk about this upcoming weekend. And my goodness, you know, after Isaias, we thought we'd get a little calmness, but here we are in a pattern heading into this weekend that we've got some really heavy showers and thunderstorms and as we record this during the middle latter part of the day on thursday we've had some really flooding downpours again in the new york city metro area and southern new england it looked going into this weekend like we'd have this big push of dry cool air down maybe even down to the delmarva some of the models were telling us earlier in the week It's not looking that same way, uh, Brett. I'm concerned that this front hangs up even more and that mid-Atlantic zone is going to become a focus for showers and thunderstorms that, like today and like uh, we're going to see early in the weekend, can cause some real problems.
4: Yeah, this boundary, you know, it's just basically stalled out and that's why we're seeing these repetitive showers and thunderstorms developing each day, you know, and just drenching these places over and over again. It feels like uh, it's never ending.
1: It is right. I mean, you can pick up. We saw rainfall rates uh, on the, some of the stuff in the last couple of days, middle of the week. Here, what one to two inches an hour, uh, yeah. and 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 you know, this is on areas that already were somewhat soggy from Isaias, Um, yep. And so, this is a potentially a problem. So, how far? This is the sixty-four thousand dollar question. If I'm, you know, earlier, I was. Telling Boston the last couple of days, you were going to have a gorgeous weekend from start to stern. But I'm not sure that even New England doesn't get into, back into some showers and thunderstorms as we get later in the weekend. It's going to be a lot of watching things here over the next few days heading into the weekend all the way yep. from New England down to the Mid-Atlantic.
4: Yeah, we really have to watch this uh, disturbance that's going to be moving across the mid-Mississippi and Tennessee Valley, how far north it gets. It's going to be a fight between this high-pressure system to the northeast and then this low as it lifts north and east. Obviously, if it, if it is a little bit farther north, then it could mean, you know, quite a bit worse weather this weekend than what, what we would like.
1: So, yeah, Brad, I, I think, you know, if you're anywhere from, I would say, southern New England, especially Sunday, and then New York Sunday, and then Delmarva, even the Jersey Shore, Delmarva, and then down through the Carolinas all weekend – I definitely mm-hmm. have plans to be indoors at times. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, and maybe more than you could get out to the beach.
4: And I think on Saturday, if if there's a dry day, it's definitely going to be probably north of the Maryland Pennsylvania border. Uh, that's where I think the high pressure will probably uh, influence the pattern most over that day through Saturday um, south, right? yeah. through Saturday yeah right, but the, yeah. but south of there it's going to probably be pretty active um showers and thunderstorms are probably going to be pretty prevalent because of just how juicy the air mass is down there so um, Yeah with
1: the real focus probably tidewater water down to uh, the North mm-hmm. Carolina beaches then you know somewhat active but more spotty than as you head down towards Florida around to the central golf, Western golf, man, that would be a good place to be going to the beach. Yeah. You know, I think really, You know, the folks inland are going to have a couple of nice days early on in the weekend, interior parts of New England and the Northeast with a little lower humidity. But my, oh my, Brett, as you look out west, there is a a heat wave building in that this looks pretty prolific. This as, as monolithic as a heat wave as you can see out west. I think we're headed for that with some of these projections of how hot it's going to be over the next couple of weeks.
4: And obviously you have to be concerned about wildfire danger. I mean, we're getting towards monsoon season. And a lot of times you get these pop-up shout like thunderstorms, but we call them dry thunderstorms and they can ignite wildfires, like places like California, the Sierra, Sierra Nevada mountains. It's, it's obvious going to be a concern going forward. But yeah, uh, it, it's an impressive heat wave uh, that looks to be developing. The 600 decameter ridge is what I like to call it, and that's what it looks like it's going to be.
1: <laughs> there he is, ladies and gentlemen, Professor Rossio. Uh, Decameters is how we measure pressure, right? Um,
4: the, the, that's geopotential height. right? Yeah, it's, it's basic the, the height at which we look for 500 millibars.
1: So 500 millibars would be the pressure, the middle of the the pressure is right. And so when we, you hear meteorologists get geeky folks about the heights are rising and the heights are falling, that's what we're looking at because if those heights are higher, closer to the ground has much more potential to heat up more. If the mm-hmm. heights are lower, there's not a, the potential to heat. So if the heights are lower, colder. If the heights are higher, the surface should be hotter. Did I do that, okay, right.
4: Professor? All yes, right. you got it.
1: <laughs> all right. So, I mean, just looking at some of these record possibilities on Saturday, Brett. I mean, crazy stuff here. Uh, you know, we're looking at uh, one hundred eight, one hundred nine, one hundred ten, Las Vegas, one hundred twelve. Have you been in? Have you been in Las Vegas at one hundred twelve?
4: No, it's, the, the hottest temperature I've ever experienced is one hundred eight. But it was when I was out west. It was right, when so I was yeah, in Colorado.
1: But the funny thing is, the coldest, and you can explain this. Uh, scientifically. The coldest I've ever felt is on the top of a pool 25 stories up in a hotel in Las Vegas where it said the thermometer there said 110 and I got out and immediately I froze. Why? Because the water immediately... Evaporates evaporated. off your Honestly, skin. I, I felt. I've never yes. felt. I was. I was shivering, and I'm looking up, and it says 110, and it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the, the wet, wet bulb. Yes, I quickly I did. <laughs> All right. So, look, that heat. How long is that heat going to last? I mean, uh, you know, I think it's really high this weekend. Are there? Is it going to kind of wane, and then? wax and wane like go up and down in terms of its intensity or is it stuck there for a week
4: or so? I think it's stuck there. To be honest with you, uh, you know, we're getting to that time of year where this happens. And just given that we have this cy- residual cyclonic flow across the uh, eastern continental US, I-, I don't see it going anywhere. You know, we're kind of in a stuck pattern. So it's it's al- it's almost like an omega block, what we call an omega block ridge that right. will be developing.
1: It's not a good Bermuda high. <laughs> it's,
4: it's, it's, a, it's a bad <laughs>
1: no. Bermuda high for those of us in the, and then and the same story going, I think Brett, right in the next couple of weeks, I think that zone from Boston to the tidewater, you know, you might have one or two good days and you might have three or four yuck. Mm-hmm. And then it gets really yuck. And then it goes back to good for, a. it's going to be very undulating around with yep. this troughiness and, what does that do for the tropics? I mean, uh, are we? I was just going to see- gonna bring that up. Yeah, the, let's the talk good about news. That.
4: Is, yeah, the good news is when you have this cyclonic flow, this this the stronger westerlies basically dropping down into the northeastern U.S. That actually protects the East Coast. If you have a tropical system that is starting to approach the East Coast, it's actually going to want to rotate northward out to sea. If you have this cyclonic flow in the East, it acts like a shield and protects us. So it's it has its pluses. Let's just put it that way. We don't like the nasty weather, but at least we don't, we most likely will not have to deal with the tropical concerns at least for the next week or so.
1: Yeah. Um, we'll uh, probably have um, Dan Katlowski on next week uh, in this slot. We've been kind of going every other week to talk to Dan and that may be about right. He did say last week in this slot that there was going to be a little pause here But then um, there are still fireworks, I think, to be had. Mm -hmm. I think you would agree.
4: Yeah, we have a new tropical storm with uh, Josephine, but it's going to be encountering uh, some pretty strong wind shear Sunday, Monday time frame. And it'll probably fall apart. And then eventually, as I said, curve northward out to sea. So I think we'll be okay.
1: So, Brett, it's been great talking to you. You grew up in Monroe, right? South of Detroit. Yep. Yep, Yep. Monroe, Michigan. Just off the lake there. A lot of fog. That's a very foggy area because of the Lake, Michi- the Lake Erie influence, right? You get a lot of morning fog. In oh, yeah. In
4: that area, yeah. Yep,
1: yep. This is from my experience of being on WWJ every morning. And then uh, you went to Central Michigan. And then you came here after you did a little internship at uh, television?
4: Uh, yes, uh, I did an internship up in Cadillac at, uh, nine and 10 news. And then I also did an internship on Mount Washington. Yeah.
1: That's what I was going to get to because a good <laughs> friend of mine, uh, son of Ken Clark, who used to work here at AccuWeather, yes. Brian Clark also did that Brian internship. Clark. Yeah. And then turned it into a job, right? Uh, he stayed there and worked for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, how was a summer on Mount Washington, my friend?
4: Oh my gosh. It, it was absolutely breathtaking. I, I, I could just go on and on for hours yeah, about let's, it. You know
1: what? Let's talk about that because I'd like to actually have you and Brian maybe on at the same time and talk about just, you know, there's one place in this country where the weather, when you look at the obs, it's like, oh my God, that's another world. And it is Mount mm-hmm. Washington. That would be fun. Brett, thanks so much for spending time with us here on Everything Under the Sun. And we'll read you and hear you here on AccuWeather and AccuWeather.com. Thanks. Sounds great. You know, I forgot to mention that Brett does our short-range blog on our AccuWeather.com Pro site, which is a paid part of our website for folks who really want to get in-depth information on the weather. You can get more information about that at our Twitter account, AccuWeatherPro, and you can follow Brett directly at Sond. that's R-O-S-S-I-O-S-O-N-D-E, He's a little play on words there with Radio Sand. It's Rossiosand on Twitter. Friends, that'll do it for our episode here, episode number 11 of our summer series. We have one more, at least, we're going to take next week to do two things. We're going to take a look at the fall forecast. Our chief long-range forecaster, Paul Pastelock is out with... How soon some of these areas will get some summer relief. Some folks, especially in the Northeast, may not like the answer. And we'll also check in with our good friend, Dr. E, as we get ready to wind down summer and head into fall. Lots of questions, lots of concerns, and lots of things to talk about. Another person like Brett. Racio, who even though he's a Buckeye, he's a good friend and I can't wait to talk to him because I'm sure he will be feeling some of the things that I'm feeling here on this week where we deal with not having college football to look forward to, at least in the Big Ten and other conferences. But we do have next week's episode of Everything Under the Sun to look forward to for our executive producers, Ken Prell and Andy Robb. And representing proudly the hundreds of AccuWeather team members across the world, keeping you informed and ahead of the storm now more than ever. From AccuWeather.com, I'm meteorologist Dean DeVore. Thank you for joining us on Everything Under the Sun.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.